We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to Courtside with Christy and Gabe. I'm Gabe Ibrahim. My co-host Christy Winter-Scott will be appearing in your ears very shortly but I wanted to let you know that this is a segment from our last podcast, which we isolated out to give some more WNBA draft content as the draft is pretty fast approaching now that we're almost in 2022. So please make sure that you're following us on Twitter at HerHoopStats. You're subscribed to our YouTube channel. You are subscribed to our newsletter, HerHoopStats.substack.com, and you're getting the best stats for wins basketball available at HerHoopStats.com for a mere $20 a year. Anyways, here's what we're talking about on this episode. It is all about the WNBA draft lottery, our reaction to the Mystics winning, what the Mystics should do with the pick, and whether or not we pick Ryan Howard or Nalissa Smith first right now. So please enjoy Courtside. Big story in WNBA right now, the Washington Mystics. Yes. Our our hometown team here wins the draft lottery. Uh, Natasha Cloud was the representative. She had her lucky watch on. Honestly, when I heard Natasha Cloud was going to be there, I was like, oh, it might be on. It might be on for the Mystics. But what was your initial (laughs) reaction uh, to the Mystics winning the draft lottery? And then we'll get into uh, what they should do with the pick. Oh, man. First of all, I was losing my mind because (laughs) um, as Mike Tebow, the head coach and general manager of the Washington Mystics, said at the on that night was that he remembers when they had the three to see and the mystics picked fourth with Taylor mm-hmm. Hill out of Ohio state. And the first three were Brittany Griner, Elena Deladon and Skylar Diggins Smith. And at the time it was Diggins, but whatever. Um, yeah. But listen, I, you know, I remember that moment and how shocked she was having the highest percentage chance to get the number one pick and not just having the highest percentage and then getting number two, you got the highest percentage chance and you got number four mm-hmm. in the three to C draft back in a couple of years ago. So this was very satisfying in that regard, because I was there and suffered through that moment with Sheila Johnson, yeah. Dr. Sheila Johnson. And she's um, with the Washington mystics as uh, 
chief operating officer, but I just think that, and owner, I just think that, you know, it was really exciting to see Tosh and I, I videoed <laughs> the moment and I didn't think it would um, be viewed as many times as it was viewed, but I was honestly like in that moment, like, okay, it's down to two. I was like, let's go, Bethany Donovan. What are you pulling out of there? Yeah. And man, they pulled out Indiana Fever, which is also great for Marianne Stanley, who's the head coach at Indiana. I was also with Washington for years as a head coach, was coach of the year in 2002 with the Washington Mystics and obviously um, on board as associate head coach when they won the championship and, mm -hmm. and many years around that championship. But I just thought that it was incredible to see the energy of Natasha Cloud when she knew that Washington got that number one pick. It was an amazing moment for the city, I think, as well. Yeah. And I mean, we didn't have the parade yet for the 2019 championship. So every little thing that happens that that is great for this team is is super exciting. And I know Mike Tebow, you could see his his smile was ear to ear. Yeah. And I just thought it was a great night for the city of DC and the DMV. It's about time that the Mystics got some luck on their side, right? It has yeah. been a tough stretch since that 2019 title with, you know, COVID taking out the, the parade. Then the next season, we didn't, they didn't have Tina Charles and Elena Deladon. The next year, Elena Deladon comes back for three games and she's hurt. And then during those three games, Tina Charles was hurt. It was just like, it's just been so frustrating yeah. in such a long, it, it, it felt long and tough a tough road for the Washington Mystics. Yeah. So maybe this is the start of things turning around, you know, <laughs> like maybe this is the start of the luck turning around the injury luck, yeah. the draft luck. Um, I think, you know, I think with this pick, they have a chance to set themselves up for the future. Um, yeah. And, or they could set themselves up for the present because this team still has championship aspirations for now. Mike Tebow mentioned it, that he's not going to be coaching forever. Um right. So the question is, should they trade the pick or should they keep the pick? I mean, first of all, I'm glad I'm not a GM. No. All right. Do you want me to answer first, though? I, I, I know mean, I always make you answer first. So I no, you go ahead because I have my ideas, but I'm also weighing things. So you okay. go ahead and, and answer. I'll push you in one direction. I think they should absolutely okay. keep this pick. There I, to me, like for it, it's just like if there's someone you can get that's a superstar. If you could trade this pick to Seattle Storm for a core designated Brianna Stewart or a core designated Jewel Lloyd, go for it. You know, you're never going to regret trading for a player like that or, you know, I, some other some other players that I don't even know if they're available or if like, neck, I don't know, whatever. Who cares? If there's a right. superstar player I'm talking about, yeah, then maybe yeah. think about it because maybe think about it because then maybe that makes your, your team so much better. However, to me, this team needs the next 10 years of the Mystics. Because if things go as planned, they're not going to be back in the draft lottery for a long time, right? Right. That's what happened with the Landon. They, they, they got Landon on, and then they were out of the draft lottery. So they haven't had this sort of really high-level pick, and they've done amazing with the picks they've had. But I just think right now, if you see a star in this draft, and personally, I do see a potential star in Ryan Howard I see another potential star in the list of Smith and we can get into that a little bit too yeah but if you see a player that has even like a 
15% chance of becoming a superstar on the level of an Alea Deladon or any of the other players we talk about in this league, mm-hmm. you got to go get them now because this may be the last chance you really have to get a player that sets you up for the next great iteration of the Mystics, which is probably right. not going to include players like Natasha Cloud and Alea Deladon or Tiana Charles. Like those players, by the time this, this franchise going into the next phase, are not going to be here. So I think now's the time to grab players. To me, they're there's like very little that would make me even think about trading this pick. Yeah. I mean, I, I certainly agree. And I think that with Washington having that number one pick and the ability to choose their Mm -hmm. fate, (laughs) I love that. And they are totally in control. I don't think they will entertain trading it. I wouldn't trade it. I would, you know, look at what is coming out of this year's, collegiate group and I think they are very strong and very pro ready you were talking about Melissa Smith I think that she is really a a great complimentary piece for what Washington likes to do I know she's only oh before the three that she hit the other night in that game uh, you know I think that she had only attempted four threes in her entire career up to Mm -hmm. that point so I know that she plays great defense and I know that Mike Tebow loves three and D players. Uh, she she's just the D part could, though, because she doesn't do the three part. Doesn't do the three, but she does mid range and end though very 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 efficiently. I love that Tina Charles wasn't a three player either coming into the league, right. but now she Fair. is. So it's something that she can continue to work on and add to her game. So we're not going. I mean, we'll maybe count her out initially but not for the long haul, big picture of what she could develop into. And she made that three, by the oh, way, yeah. in that no, game. She, had, she, so, she, she doesn't she, have a, she doesn't have a bad stroke. Bad. She, it's slow, but it's not terrible. But and sorry, she was wide sorry open. to interrupt. No, you're good. She was wide open, but she hit it. So, I mean, it's something I think that will continue to develop for Melissa Smith, but I love Ryan Howard. I know, you know, in a couple games, she was kind of MIA in terms of, mm-hmm dominating the game which as a number one pick you want to see players and again i'm falling back on my word of consistency that's the word of the day Mm -hmm. can you be consistently dominant and yes we know what you can do but it can't just be on a random tuesday like you have to be able to sustain that level knowing that you're going to draw the best defenders and in spite of that dominate the game and when the team needs you to step up step up and be that player win or lose win or lose right Mm -hmm. like you want to see that in in your top picks so i think washington should for sure keep the pick who they choose i think is going to be very interesting because mike tebow said we have a lot of questions that need to be answered and one of those is emma misaman yeah does emma misaman return and what does that do to the salary cap what does that do to the what the roster looks like and the rotations. I just think it's going to be very interesting for Washington in the next couple of months. And they have a lot of choices to make, but I think it's predicated on decisions by players that are being made also. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And there, there are some juniors that could probably come out. I don't know. It's the draft system. So weird. Oh, like when, COVID. Yeah. Well, it's, it's not even COVID. Like it's not even COVID. It's like, you have to be on schedule to graduate. And like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't keep track of all of these players like credits. So I don't know who can graduate this year. 
Um, right. But I think that the, so a couple of things I want to respond to and what you were saying. So first off, uh, you said compliment, she'd be complimentary to what the mystics are doing. I think mm-hmm. Richard Cohen brought this up in our her stats slack that I don't see, I don't view this pick as a player that should be complimentary to what the mystics are doing. This is a player that is replacing whatever the mystics are doing in the future. Cause this, again, it's, I'm, I'm sure. talking about 10 year, 10 year time frame here that I'm thinking about. Um, right. Look, Elena Deladon is great and she's healthy. That's amazing. She's still 32, 33 with back problems. So she's not going to be around forever. Natasha Cloud's getting up there. Like there are players that are getting up there. So I don't, I don't need someone who compliments what we're doing now. I need someone who's going to dominate what we do in the future. And with, with a player like Ariel mm-hmm. Atkins, who hopefully will be here for a very long time with players yeah. that are coming up in this system. So to me, I'm not looking for complimentary. And that's why I think Melissa Smith will not be the, the Mystics pick. If they right. trade the pick, she may be the first overall pick. But if the Mixes have that pick, it will not be Melissa Smith because of Mike Tebow's belief. And I've heard him say this on the Basketball Immersion podcast like two years ago, <laughs> that he wants offensive players. He wants players that are more developed offensively in the draft because right. it's easier to teach a great offensive player to be good on defense than teach a good defensive player how to be great on offense. It's a much higher, it's a much steeper um, route to go on the defense, the player that has defensive, uh, good, you know, good defensive play in college to being a great offensive player. And he wants great offensive players. So that's why right. I think Ryan Howard makes a ton of sense because she's already developed offensively. She already has, all the tools that are there. So now it's just about developing that mentality, right? That everyone, everyone has mentioned this mentality in all of the mock drafts, right? That, Oh, we don't know if she's mentally ready guys. If she's, if, if this is her not mentally into it, I want this player. She's averaging, <laughs> she's averaging 18 points per game. You know, it's like whenever she touches the ball, it's electric. You just, it, it's, it's great to watch. So I need her to touch the ball more. Sure. I need mm-hmm. her to go get the ball more. But if this is her with a low motor, give me that player. Because then when she gets to the pros, I can, I can help your motor. I can help your motor, right? Like I can, I can push you to give you the right things to make you better. But I can't give you the skills that she has uh, offensively. I love Melissa Smith. But I, just, I just don't think she's the type of player that Mike Tebow drafts. I hear you. Okay. And I disagree. <laughs> I don't know. And I, and I, I know Mike Tebow loves offense and the ability to put the ball in the basket what what are melissa smith's numbers as compared to oh, ryan they're, Howard's? i mean they're they're awesome but she doesn't she, she doesn't shoot yeah <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll get the i'll get pretty the darn good yeah she's pretty darn good but i know the game that i saw and i i try to watch as many games as i can trust me and believe me and uh live or otherwise and the last game i saw with ryan howard it was on TV. I know Debbie Antonelli Louisville. was on the call. There's it was the Louisville game. And Gabe, man, she disappeared in that game. And I love Ryan Howard. So Ryan, you know, and Kentucky fans, I'm not, I'm not shading her. That game, she did not step up. Fair enough. And, and I don't think that was due to a low motor. She just wasn't stepping up. I don't think it was for lack of effort. She just didn't. And I and that to me. I mean, it's a what have you done for me lately situation. And Melissa Smith was killing in their last game against Michigan. And I mean, and I, I know they lost. 
I get it. Baylor lost that game to Michigan, Michigan's first top 10 win in the history of their program. But she was a problem. Like they had the best match. I love that Nas Hillman and, and Melissa Smith were matched up at times. Yeah. It was just a great battle. And she stepped up to that. And they lost the game, but she stepped up to that. So I don't know. For me, I mean, if you can put the ball in the basket on a consistent basis, I think Ryan Howard is is tremendous. And her three-point range, it probably gives her the edge for what Mike Tebow likes in players to be able mm-hmm. to be a three and D. But man, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they can go wrong with either one. And I know I yeah. you know I ride the fence sometimes, but I just think with the size that Melissa Smith presents. The rebounding ability, um, she can defend multiple positions because she has great feet. I just think that that is also an invaluable asset for her on the defensive side to be able to rotate defensively, which Mike Tebow also likes to do. Yeah. Well, I think Ryan Howard is switchy too, though. The, all right. So here's my theory. Here's my theory. Guys. Here's my theory. Because <laughs> okay. I don't. So my uh, our problem, I think, collectively as a WNBA community. I mean, as a women's basketball community, generally, with Ryan Howard, is that we see the whole thing, right? Like, this is the Brittany Griner problem. Is like, you see a player that's so great that you think they should be putting up 30 points a game and should be so easy. And to your credit, like you said, Melissa Smith does do that pretty often. Because, though, this is why I think Melissa Smith's able to be more dominant. She goes down to the post, and then she plays in the post. And typically, she's playing against good team she has been playing against good team so they believe they have a post that can cover her right so and then when in the and when you double into the post it's much easier for her to just kick out two three right it's harder to deny her the ball generally because then you're giving up threes to a team that shoots pretty well the guards shoot pretty well or they they can figure out something so my theory with ryan howard is she gets so much attention before she even touches the ball that it's harder for her team to get the ball to her. I think her being a, a, a bass, a player that wants to win. She's saying, well, if I just stand over here and take people with me, mm-hmm. uh, my team's going to do better. And her, and it's true at times, the team does play kind of better when she's just taking over attention. So I think that's, that's like my theory as to why it happens. Cause I don't see, it's not like Ryan Howard's like getting the ball and then passing it. She's like, there's just some possessions where she just doesn't touch the ball. So I don't know if that's, you know, the coach is yeah. having to tell her to get the ball more or if that's her having to ask for the ball more or if it's my theory that just as a perimeter player, if you're the central focus of a defense, it's much harder for you to touch the ball than it may be for a post player who is just so physically dominant that she can get anything she wants. Uh, that's true. That's true. But, I mean, if I have to tell a kid to go get the ball, then – that's not saying much for their motor. I mean, I'm just saying, I'm speaking as a coach. Like if I have to say, go get the ball. Like I, yeah. I shouldn't have to say, shouldn't have to tell a kid with a high motor to go get it. I guess. Like if, if they're, if they're, you know, Hey, they're smothering me. I'm just going to stand here. And I've seen this as a coach. I've seen this mm-hmm. in our top players. They're just like, well, I'm just going to take this defender with me then and stand here. Right. And not, go get the ball. And I'm like, you're doing what they want you to do. I'm like, fight for the ball, go get it. We'll get you some pin downs. Like you need to touch the ball. Like, I don't care if you shoot it, but on a player like Ryan Howard or any top player, they've got to get a touch period, whether they shoot it or not. 
You can't take yourself out. That's what they want you to do. Like, oh, good. She's not even mm-hmm. going to get the ball. And if I have to like shake a kid's shoulders and say, hey, hey you got to go get that. Like, do you want the ball? Right. <laughs> it's a want to, not have to. If I have to tell you, then it's like, oh, coach is telling me I have to go get the ball. I shouldn't have to do that. It should be, I want the ball. I'm find a way to get it. Hey, come get me a pin down. Tell your teammates, get me open because they are sitting in my face. Get them off me so I can go get a touch. Or I'm going to get to the offensive glass. Or I'm going to get in the gap and get a live ball steal and go the other way. Mm-hmm. There are ways to get yourself touch. But if the coach has to manufacture how to get that done by connecting the dots, here you go, little Sally. Here you go, little Johnny. This is how you go get the ball. Like, no. Like, you're at this level now. Like, that should be a given. You should right. want the ball. I don't care. Like, even if you have to break a play, like, excuse me, and get your leg over top of somebody, pop out and get the ball and rip it around and seat belt it and go attack the basket and get fouled. My God, don't get me going. I, you know, I can go. No, on well, here's game, my thing, I though. Like, I don't like having to beg somebody to get the basketball. Well, if you want to play. What you're reminding me of, though, is Ariel Atkins in her first couple of years here. She was kind of passive offensively and then she had great players around her and that's where i think ryan howard fits in she's gonna have great players around her she doesn't need to be one of those players to get the ball and she can learn how to be a go-to player like ariel atkins did like i believe much more personally just from everything i've read i don't know i have like insights here but like i believe in the mystics mental uh development a lot i think they're really bought into the entire mental um, aspect yes. of, of player training and they've really done that I and mean, Natasha That's Cloud true. has talked about this often so has Ariel Atkins like it's really helped them become better players I believe in that mental development a little bit more than I believe in them taking a player who who doesn't fit into their offense and making them fit and right with a player like Tina Charles I don't know if it's fair to start comparing Melissa Smith to Tina Charles right so Tina Charles came in and she's one of the greatest players I've ever seen. So she can do, I, I, I trust you. You could trust her to do it. So I just right. don't, I think to me, that's why I'm going with that. We, we're we're going to have plenty of time to talk about this. Okay, we, will. We, we do. We do. Now we have a good debate though. Now, now I know I got to research to, to, yeah. to win this debate. <laughs> we'll right. see. Let us know if you agree in the comments uh, or whatever. Um, oh, I should tell everyone to subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're watching us on YouTube. Yeah. Hopefully that means I put it up on YouTube.